Hello and welcome to Scavenger's Horde, a Star Wars podcast. I'm not going to bother with the normal nonsense, I would say, at this point, because what's the point? (laughs) We have the trailer and literally nothing else matters. (laughs) It's so incredible. (laughs) Seriously, it is now 6.05am and I woke up at about... 5.15am because I just couldn't take it anymore. I was trying so so hard to sleep but I was literally a child on Christmas morning like knowing that there's something wonderful waiting for me and I just couldn't take it so yeah I had to wake up (laughs) and I do not regret a thing and I feel so fully conscious you wouldn't believe. I'm sure that will change but yeah right now I feel very very conscious indeed which is great. So yeah Kirsty (laughs) <laughs> well, I've been waiting for you to wake up so that we can talk about it, because obviously it was 7pm sometime around there when it came out here, mm-hmm. and I was just like, ah, so exciting, um, and then getting tickets and everything, I know you don't have yours yet, but um, yeah, what is there to say? Like, It's like this weird mix of seeing everything like unfold and not trying to become too attached to what they're showing you because it's a trailer so there's going to be an element of misdirection in there right Mm -hmm. or at least that they're they're consciously trying to hide the core of the story yeah but there are these like little clues like oh who's wearing what outfit at what point and what does Carlos Scar look like in this shot and all that so Mm -hmm. everyone's going to have fun kind of dissecting this and obsessing over it for the next couple of months I'm sure yeah, th- there is just so much to take in. Like, I hate to quote Red Little Media, but it's like so dense. <laughs> <laughs> um, but do you know what really, really struck me? The fact that it looks nothing like The Empire Strikes Back. Nothing uh-huh. at all. In terms of the plot, in terms of the mood, it really does not feel like Empire to me. And that is just so great, because obviously we've been told that but there's a difference between being told it's not like Empire and actually getting a real feel for the movie yourself and just yeah. that coming through so powerfully. Like everything that everyone's been saying about this movie being really unique and different and surprising and unexpected, it's all well and good hearing people say those words, but it doesn't really sink in until you see it become cohesive in this trailer. You know, mm-hmm. like I really felt it for the first time, and yeah, it's just so incredibly exciting. So. Yeah, I feel like it has superficial nods to Empire with like the walkers on Crate and everything, um, but that's not really the stuff that matters. That's just window dressing. Mm. If you look at where all the characters are, they're in such a different place. Yeah, to how you would see their counterparts in Empire, like. Kylo is supposed to be our Vader, except he's not. Yeah. And there's just no way that he's Vader in Empire, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're they're making that point pretty strongly here. Mm. Um, yeah. Oh my god, I'm looking at, like, a gif of um, Kylo and Leia, you know, that moment in the oh trailer, god, that okay. heartbroken that was... moment, and I've noticed he has five o'clock shadow, and it's like, they're purposely making him look so, like, rough and like, tired. I think so, the promos, yeah, yeah. he just looked very, very sad and unhappy, and just yeah, not taking care of himself. Not his best self. No, and he's wearing a plaster. 
<laughs> I've already seen an edit of that with someone putting like a little Darth Vader bandaid over the top of it. <laughs> there is something so childish about that that it's actually really endearing to me. I know I should just be focused on the fact that it's this highly emotional and powerful moment where he could technically press the button and kill his mother. Yeah. But... It's and pretty that... clear to me that he's not going to. Like I've seen lots of people go, oh my god, he's going to kill Leia too, but like, when you get these points of comparison in stories, it's generally to show that someone's developed in a way that they're not going to do the thing that you thought they were going to do because they've already done something terrible. Yeah. <laughs> they're not going to just show murdering each of his parents one after the other. <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't really look like a um, serial parent killer in these shots. Um, oh, because we mm-hmm. know that Leia's going to turn up later in the movie anyway, don't we? Because the yeah. behind-the-scenes shots implied that she was going to be on crate. So if Dakar evacuation, which presumably is what that battle is, is mm. happening towards the beginning, then yeah, yeah that's just not the way it's going to go. It exactly. It's that, yeah, she, she, he does not kill her. <laughs> at least he definitely doesn't kill her in that scene so, I love that they yeah. showed him smashing the helmet himself because mm. I know there's been a lot of speculation as to whether Snoke would do it yeah, um, how it would happen like people were saying maybe it was a lightsaber that did it because it was like smoking in the teaser mm. but we've seen him throw it now Yeah, like he's obviously been kind of disciplined in some way Snoke's told him how he's disappointed in him and he's got something to prove or something and mm. Yeah, we have met our match. I've just got an alert about tickets. Oh, <gasps> crap. Oh. Do you want to take a break? Uh, hold on, hold on. Let me see what this is. Okay. Oh, oh no, it's just telling me they're going on sale at 7. Oh, I knew uh. that. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't really prepare people here. They just went on sale in some places. Yeah. They kind of had a bad scramble. So at yeah. least you have a time. Yeah, I will say that in the UK it's good. They've been very definitive about saying it's at 7. I'm just going to hope that most people aren't like weirdo obsessives like me in that they won't be up at seven. Um, or at least they won't have buying Star Wars tickets as their first priority at 7am. <laughs> Probably not. It's a bit early, isn't it? It is, yeah. But I'll survive. Um, <laughs> so but that that scene at the end, Kirsty, like I know, rationally speaking, that they are shots from two different scenes. But... Like, is that the point, right? I don't care. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah. it's supposed to suggest something, right? So, yeah, yeah but we know that it's not the same shot. Uh, because if you look at Ray, she's wearing the earlier outfit and her hair's kind of up and what looks like it would be the three buns. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my theory at the moment is that she, what she, she's saying something to Luke. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think... I don't know. I feel like it would be Kylo still reaching out to Rey. It's just going to be a different moment in the movie. Mm. Because he looks like he would look towards the end of the film because his scars, yeah, he doesn't have the band-aid thing on anymore. Yeah. Um, and it's mostly healed up. So, I don't know. That looks to me like it could be towards the end. But mm. they could be misleading us entirely. It could be like from a vision or anything else. So yeah. That background with the fire falling does seem very... Like mystical and heightened, which does make me wonder if it's some kind of vision. Like, mm. if they do have this connection through the Force, for example, like, and maybe... So what I was thinking is that background reminds me of the background when the temple is burning. Yeah. And I thought they might be doing some, like, trippy thing where they kind of meld that, like, past vision with something of 
like Kylo attempting to reach Rey in the present through their dreams or something. But in in any case, whether it's real or vision or whatever, just that beseeching look, it, it just kills me. Like, I... I, I cannot be loud at this point because it's 6am <laughs> and I don't want to be an asshole to my housemates. So, yeah, I'm being very quiet. But it was an effort, a real effort to not scream. Seriously, I, I know it sounds ridiculous, but I wanted to go... <sighs> yeah, so... when they showed her talking, I was like, well, they're, they're not going to just jump to Kylo here, are they? And then they did and he yeah. held his hand out. I was like, are you kidding me? Mm. <laughs> um, oh my god <laughs> yeah I love that it's it's kind of setting up this contrast from how they ended things between them with The Force Awakens right yeah that she's like so obviously like rejecting his offer to teach her like pushing him away slashing his face kicking his ass and then this is like just the total opposite what it looks like it, that's what it's posing mm. well so I, it's a surprise for people yeah well I think this trailer sets up the um the story of the film as Ray wanting Luke to help her with her powers, but he refuses because he's seen what his teaching in the past did with Kylo Ren because mm-hmm. with Kylo Ren, he took this unbridled energy and power and he helped to hone it. And then Kylo went on to do awful things. And so naturally Luke looks at Ray and he sees the same power, the same potential. And he just has a big nope. Yeah, he seems terrified. Like when she splits the ground, that look on his face, mm. and then when it flashes back to the temple burning, and you see his hand like coming out of the rubble. Yeah, yeah, it was scary. Really Chilling. was. Poor Luke. I think Hurt Rumor has never looked better. To be honest, <laughs> in terms of probability of happening. Yeah, because I mean, we've known for a while that the whole Finn and Phasma thing was gonna be a bit of a showdown as well right yeah and that's um, from the same person yeah and he and finn has that incredible weapon that mm. looks like a lightsaber but isn't like finn just looks badass i'm so excited to see him he does like it was a bit sad that there was no rose yeah like there weren't really any new characters were there mm. i guess there's so much going on they kind of have to distill it to these core elements yeah so so i feel like they really really wanted to communicate what the story is here Mm. and I feel like they were very successful in that because this isn't just like a random assortment of images like that first teaser this is actually establishing the true premise of the film and oh it looks so so good (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's so intriguing to see how powerful Ray's gonna be and I'm just I'm kind of laughing thinking about you know how people were so salty about her being overpowered in The Force Awakens, what are they going to be like here? <laughs> Sorry, guys, that's the plot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, this is such a great, great day. Like, it's Yeah, it's beautiful. It's a really beautiful trailer. It really, really is. And I can see why everyone has been so excited about this film now. Yeah. Because, yeah, the trailer alone, it's just, wow. For me, this was better than any of the Force Awakens trailers. Like it, yeah, left, left me with more of an impact. Obviously, I'm in a very different place with this than I was with the Force Awakens trailers because, um, because obviously, I come in with all this investment in the new characters that I didn't have when I went in to see the Force Awakens. 
obviously mm. then I was invested in Star Wars more generally in the original trilogy, but I didn't have this like intense identification with the characters like I do with Kylo and Rey. So yeah, it's natural that this is going to get me in a way that the stuff for the previous film didn't, if that makes sense. Oh yeah, definitely. We're all so invested in seeing what happens next. And everyone has these... I mean, you know, people have been building up to headcanons for two years now. So I was just looking at more GIFs and there's that shot of Ray coming out of the water mm. and Luke's just standing there. It's kind of creepy. It does. <laughs> like, what is that? <laughs> yeah, he looks a bit predatory. <laughs> I can't remember what he was saying to her at that point. Wasn't it with like... Um, this isn't going to go the way you think it's going to or something. Yeah, something along those lines. I wondered if she was talk- he was talking to her then or if that's like when he's kicking ass elsewhere. Yeah, like it's so hard to know which lines are being said to any particular person because, yeah, there's lots of clever editing in there, I think. Yeah, it sounds threatening. It does, like the whole time, like even in lines where he's obviously talking to Ray, he does sound so, so hostile and... Mm antagonistic towards her and yet it's so great because again all these people afraid that we were just going to get Yoda and Luke again this is so clearly not Yoda and Luke like yeah Yoda and Luke like they were grumbly of each other but there wasn't this feeling of antagonism and tension that yeah happening here y- Yoda wasn't terrified of Luke <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a very different film oh my god how about that shot of um, Snoke torturing Ray? Oh my god. Okay, I had a feeling that that might happen, mm-hmm. but still, it doesn't make it any easier to look at. Poor Ray. Oh, I know. Someone's... It's really, really intense. Because she looks utterly helpless, like the way that her arms are like clamped by her side and she's just screaming. Mm. Like, she can't get herself out of that situation. Someone has to help her. Yeah, exactly. It's really um, distressing to be honest, to witness that. Like, did you see her hair? It looked to me like it was in the free buns again in that shot. Uh, Maybe, it's hard to tell. Some of it's flying around, but that could just be the bits on the side, I suppose. Yeah, like, because, again, I'm just questioning myself, is that actually happening, or is it some kind of, like, vision, or... I think it's the the later outfit, though. Mm. The the grey outfit. Yeah, that's true. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, sorry. Like, neither of us are particularly coherent, and we obviously don't have, like, fully established thoughts right now. But I guess, to be fair, that's only to be expected because, yeah, we literally just saw it. And this is more just about sharing our excitement. Obviously, we will do, like, an actual fall-down, fully conscious podcast breakdown. Um probably at the weekend but we'll need to see mm. um but yeah like do you have any other like observations of the trailer or things that made you like particularly excited or intrigued or anything um trying to think what else there was like i'm after reading the phasma book i'm so interested to see how her and Finn's dynamics going to evolve, like whether they have more interaction than just the fight that we see between them. Yeah. Because, okay, it seems like the premise would be that Finn and Rose are going to like break in with, you know, we've seen them with their first order uniforms and everything, and then he gets taken to Phasma. Yeah. But is she going to like reveal something about his past or 
Like, I feel like there has to be something deeper than just them fighting. Yeah, I think a big source of the conflict there is going to be the fact that Finn knows that she brought the shields down. Yeah. Um, because in the Phasma comic that's going on right now, for example, like, a main plot point of that is that Phasma is chasing this guy across the galaxy because he accessed the file that indicated he knew that she was responsible for that. And right. so she will go to any lengths to eliminate people who have that information. And because Han is dead, Finn is like the last person. I'm sure he probably told others, so that doesn't quite work. But you know what I mean? He's the one who's actually there watching her. So he represents like possibly the biggest threat to her future if that information mm-hmm. comes out from him. So I certainly think that'll be part of it. And yeah, I'm not sure they'd really stress the family thing so much. Um, but I think they'd probably take the whole traitor element and go home with that. They had to make a big deal of that and develop that further. Yeah, with that, it'd be really interesting to have them kind of figuring out like what it means to be a traitor because mm-hmm. we know that Phasma has no sense of loyalty, but she has this facade of it, doesn't she? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just... I feel like, yeah, Finn's going to really like get to her yeah um, oh that just looks epic i'm just watching the gif over and over again of them fighting because <laughs> she's a giant she is Don't huge john boyega. john boyega isn't that tall no. i think he's like yeah average height for a guy so that's just gonna look amazing like yeah. going ahead with her so and think, he looks great in that uniform so i think john is just like a hair taller than daisy and yeah. if you think about how comparatively short Daisy is compared to Adam Gwendolyn is even taller than Adam so Mm -hmm. yeah she is a very very striking presence oh and I just need to say how amazing does Carrie Fisher look in this film oh yeah she looks beautiful she looks beautiful and I just love the looks of her performance so far like Mm -hmm. just in these shots just in these close-ups of her face I get so much more like genuine emotion from those than I did from the Leia scenes in The Force Awakens. Same. There was so much exposition from Leia in The Force Awakens. Yeah. Like, I feel like... I know people have said, oh, Nine was going to be her film and this one's Luke's, but I feel like just... I feel, you know, with the the interaction we got just there, like, with Ben and Leia, mm-hmm. I feel like she's going to be really important to the story still. Yeah. I'm so excited for that. Definitely. And I think... Obviously, Carrie passed away when they were still in post-production for the film. So I'm sure there's things they could do in the editing in order to make that role stand out more. You know, obviously it's not like they could create new footage. And I don't for a minute think they would, like, awkwardly retrofit, like, a death scene for Princess Leia into the movie. I don't think they'd be that crass. But I certainly think they can acknowledge that now Carrie is gone the significance of her role in this film is even more important than before and really mm-hmm. make that like the heart of it they're clearly making it the heart of the movie in the promotion yeah definitely and yeah she just looks amazing like I'm, I'm I know it sounds superficial to some people but I'm really glad that she got such amazing outfits yeah um, because she just looks so regal mm. and that's kind of more of how like you know in the original trilogy and everything I just feel like that's more Layer than what she was wearing in The Force Awakens. Yeah, totally. And I think it's what Carrie probably wanted as well, because she 
was very open about the fact she didn't really like that whole crappy gas station attendant outfit from The Force Awakens. Yeah. And yeah, just the whole wardrobe in The Last Jedi is such an upgrade. And I think it's much more appropriate and befitting for her character. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm really, really excited. <laughs> oh my god, the gif, the hand, <laughs> the full comments is so extra. <laughs> Like, seriously, like, this is the most Raylo thing I have ever seen. <laughs> it's like peak Raylo. I, like, I just can't. Like, and the way before the trailer, like, Ryan was using clips from West Side Story, like, which is well, obviously wasn't, a, mm-hmm. what, what Wasn't he using them the day before as well, like, the it's something's coming thing? Yeah, yeah, he used two clips, I think. So tomorrow and something's coming. Um, and yeah, West Side Story is obviously like an, a modern update on Romeo and Juliet. And I refuse to buy into these kind of <laughs> shipper analyses. Like, I'm sorry, a... I can't do it. I can't do it to myself. <laughs> Don't worry. Like, but I'm throwing all caution to the wind. Oh like, yeah, yeah, feel free. But I'm just like, no, I have to keep my expectations in check. Sorry, I am over the moon with what they showed here, but I'm. I can't trust Wars. <laughs> they will break my heart. So I, I respect your restraint. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I, I'm obviously not expecting like full-on Romeo and Juliet, but I do see it as being a story of two young people, opposite sex, on either side of this conflict, and then they come together. Not necessarily in like an epic sweeping romance with like songs and tragic death at the end, because that would be a yeah. But. Well, this, yeah, this is my thing with the just the general fandom perception of what Raylo is, because it's like this here is what we've been talking about. It doesn't have to be the making out like that's not something I particularly care about. Mm-hmm. It's it's the story. Yeah. So this might be a shock to some people, but I don't know. It, it was all laid out there in The Force Awakens. Like that was the premise. So, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> and now it's not even that long until the movie, so we can just enjoy this and it'll be downhill from here now, right? Like all the promos and stuff. And there's so much to chew over here. Like, I keep mm. looking at stuff and I'm like, oh, we didn't mention that. And like, you've got Ray climbing towards that tree. Yeah. Oh gosh. Those shots look so beautiful. The way yeah. it's surrounded by that mist. So, so uh-huh. evocative and amazing. Um, yeah, and then like the books again. Yeah, and it looks like in the water. Like, wasn't she supposed to be like fighting some sea monster or something? And mm. you can see a sea monster in that shot where she falls into the water. Oh, I need to go back and look again. <laughs> yeah, screen caps. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh my god. Um. And what did I want to say? Oh yeah. Best thing. There's going to be an international trailer soon as well. Oh yeah. I has, saw someone saying that that might just be in the next few days. Yeah, international wow. trailers are generally released very close to the like main American trailer. So, mm. yeah, and it's going to be really exciting because it's probably going to feature a ton of new footage. So we're not going to know what to do with ourselves. We're going to be like completely like, <laughs> like twitching <laughs> so, messes on the ground. Do you not think it would use a lot of the same footage then? Some will be the same, but a lot will be different. If you compare the international trailer for The Force Awakens to the American one, they're very different. And they use Mm -hmm. lots of different footage. So Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's a lot to unpick. Oh, yeah. Another thing I've noticed is some Mm -hmm. people saying that 
because of the Rogue One thing where a lot of that footage from the trailers didn't make it into the film. Mm-hmm. They're assuming it's the case here too. But we know that a lot of Rogue One ended up being reshot. Yeah. And there will have been a regular amount of reshoots for The Last Jedi, but we didn't hear about anything atypical. Yeah. So I feel like we can reasonably infer that this stuff, while probably a little misleading because it's a trailer, mm. um, is going to be in the movie in some form. Oh, yeah. Like, we know the picture's locked. We know it's completely done. I expect mm. the trailer was probably done before the picture was locked, to be fair. But I'm sure that the film was very, very, very close to completion when this trailer was being put together. So, mm. yeah, I'd be very surprised if, like, any of the really key shots in this trailer don't actually feature in the movie. I may be wrong, but yeah, that's because my the, feeling right now. Yeah, the trailer that we got for Rogue One at Celebration, that was before the reshoots were announced, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, they really did cut that fine. <laughs> they really did. It's like oh, yeah, it's a totally different situation. Yeah, it's like the trailers for the Justice League. There's been like four trailers at this point, and each one looks like it's promoting a completely different movie because they keep oh, on really? reshooting it. Yeah, I think they're still reshooting Justice League, and it comes out next month. I haven't watched any of those. I have no interest in that film. Like, <laughs> sorry. Like, I'm just, I'm just not a fan of those kind of things. And it's very strange because I'm not really interested, but I kind of have like a morbid fascination. I think I look quite like um, car crashes. Like I, I don't mean that I like seeing things um, fail. I mean that when there's like a big project that's very, very messy and there's lots of behind-the-scenes drama, I'm very curious to see like how the promotion develops, if that mm. makes sense. Um, because to be honest, towards the end of like the Rogue One promotion, I was kind of at that sort of phase of that as well. It was more about morbid curiosity than genuine interest, which I, I guess sounds it- very bad, but... <laughs> I, I got a bit like that because I was like, I'm interested to see how they pull this movie together. Yes. And they did. It's a serviceable film, but it's not a masterpiece. And I'm yeah. hoping that The Last Jedi is a great movie. So, I think we have reason to be hopeful. <laughs> yeah. Ryan seems very happy with it anyway. He seems giddy. So. Yeah. I'm giddy too, Oh, oh what did you think of the poster? Oh, the poster. Oh, crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me actually bring it up. I, <laughs> I, I feel like it's all been such a blur. I haven't actually been able to look at it properly. Okay. Okay, hold on. Um, right, no, 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 no. Yes, no. Okay, Raylotastic. Really? <laughs> no, sorry, sorry. I, I think it's a great poster. I really like it. Yeah, I. I don't know. I can't remember if this is one of the ones that was like floated by making Star Wars a while back. I'm pretty had, sure like, it was possible I'm, design. I'm pretty sure it was because, okay. um, like, I think they said there was one where like Kylo was featured prominently in a poster that was otherwise mostly of the heroes. Right. And that is this. There's like a tiny, tiny General Hux and a tiny Phasma and a tiny BB Noinu, of course. <laughs> but yeah, I, for so the most I part, that's that... all heroes. I know that Luke's technically a hero, but he looks like a villain on this poster. <laughs> he doesn't look very friendly, does he? He's in the classic villain Like Darth Vader pose, isn't he? Yeah. Like, it over everything. Like, that's somewhere you'd expect Snoke to be. Yeah. I think that's very, very deliberate. Um, because I think, based on the trailer, we're clearly meant to see Luke as a guy who's in a dark place. 
and mm. he's certainly not like a friendly like mentor Yoda person um <laughs> but yeah it's so freaking awesome like I still prefer the teaser poster of course oh same but I do think this is a really good theatrical poster and I think as far as designs could go for this kind of poster where it was always just going to be loads of faces smushed together you know I think it's very well done for what it is yeah, I was a bit apprehensive because I don't like the one for The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Like, I do just think of them as this kind of Photoshop mess. Yeah. Um, but this one does, I don't know, it just seems more tightly composed. And um, I love that they continued the red theme throughout all of this promotion. Yes. Um, and it's obviously complemented by the the crate scenery below. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just- I'm just looking at Hux and he's like oh. positioned against um Leia's lapel and it almost looks like he's some kind of parasite. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but once you think that, once you have that thought, it's impossible to see it differently. <laughs> at least if you're me. You you'll probably be sensible and not see it like that. But um Again, I would like the rose to be a bit bigger. Yeah, Rose is very tiny, isn't she? Yeah, like based on what we've got today, I'm starting to be a bit more sceptical. You know, Ryan has said in the past that she's a lead and so is John Boyega, but I'm wondering if that is the case because mm. now we have the full trailer and the actual theatrical poster and I'm not sure how much she'll be resonating with the general audience at all. Yeah, they're really um, making it the Ray and Carlo show, aren't they? Yeah. Like, it's, it's hard to say because... Um trailers they're not generally put together by the director at all they're put together by the marketing team mm. and from a marketing perspective obviously makes perfect sense to just completely omit rose because that character means nothing to the audience and there's no investment in her yet um so it does make sense to make the most out of the characters we already have and the relationships we've already been exposed to but you're right in that if she is a prominent figure in the movie it seems like a mistake to just completely ignore her from the promotion as seems to be the case yeah I don't feel like it would be too much to show her in a clip like a quick scene with Finn yeah like not even necessarily with a line just show her face because she's right. just not there so yeah it's a shame mm. but still like I-, I really can't complain <laughs> oh yeah I'm very happy with the poster and the trailer yes I'm oh, just, just a little surprised because I thought mm. she was being, I don't know, peddled as one of the leads. So, yeah, but but she still could be in the film. You know, they might want that to be a bit of a surprise for people. So, yeah, like I think that's definitely what Ryan wants. He wants people to go in and find that Rose is like the MVP of the movie. Um, so yeah, hopefully that happens. I just noticed <laughs> that Kylo's hair is blowing dramatically in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you've got to get those Skywalker solo locks on display yeah that whole leaked photo shoot where he was making all those silly poses makes much more sense now because i (laughs) because i think that photo shoot that was clearly for images to use for the poster yeah Um, because if you look at that shot of luke i think that is one of the shots that was leaked or if it's not one of the shots that was leaked it's very similar there's that shot of him like with his arms outstretched and looking very menacing Mm -hmm. and it's very very similar indeed so yeah. yeah, I think yeah, it it all looks 
like very well put together in my opinion and i love that leia is just like dead center and looking forward as well yeah she's like at the heart of everything which is exactly mm-hmm. as it should be um yeah uh, there's so much to say um, i know i'm sure we're missing out on a ton of stuff and people are like um you haven't even talked about this yeah <laughs> Um, we, this is please do not consider this our full analysis this is just first thoughts and yeah. yeah no totally oh there's just one thing i needed to ask you for your opinion on okay. who do you think snoke is speaking to at that voiceover at the beginning so when he's okay. saying when i first discovered your power yeah okay so everyone is assuming that he's talking to ray Mm. Um, like I saw Anthony Bresnik and his theory is that everyone in the tra- trailer is talking to Ray, mm. except from Ray herself, obviously. <laughs> um, but I'm not sure because the way Snoke says "found you," like that would imply that it's someone he already has a relationship with, and that would be Kylo. Yeah. But then I wonder if it's supposed to tie in with him torturing her at the end. Mm. Like me- this is what he's saying to her as he's hurting her. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's very clearly meant to apply to either Ray or Kylo. So I mm. absolutely think that's meant to be a big question mark. For me, yeah. my first thought was Kylo, especially because of the shots it's overlaid with. Obviously, right. that means nothing because it's a trailer and it's deliberately misleading. But yeah, like just found you. It just made me think of him like reaching his like creepy tendril hands out across the galaxy and finding Ben Solo when he was still a wood or baby. Yeah, because he didn't find Ray, did he? Like, in The Force Awakens, he wanted Kylo to bring her to him, but obviously that didn't work out. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm not quite sure how that would fit. So maybe it could just be dialogue that's filmed, like, it's been recorded for the trailer, and it's supposed to be ambiguously, like, it could be for either of them. Mm. Because they're obviously supposed to be setting up this parallel, like, because what Luke's saying is pretty similar, that, Mm. yeah, you're strength is reminding me of kylo's and i didn't take it seriously that time and look what happened so i'm gonna now yeah so we are supposed to equate these two young characters um there's supposed to be some commonalities here two halves of a whole kirsty exactly yeah oh my god i i so (laughs) it was awful what ken what the hell am i saying it's awful what kylo ben did um, like in destroying the temple and killing the students and stuff. And this will sound really bad, but I find it so hilarious that whatever he did, it seems to have left like Luke buried under like timber. Well, okay, so <laughs> this is what like, you know, crack theories abound. When he yeah. the way he's talking about it, like, oh, it was this raw, untamed strength and I didn't take it seriously. It's like did Kylo do it by accident or something? Like <laughs> He had all this raw power and they just, like, it was, like, Force Unleashed and, like, kind of similar to how Ray's cracking, you know, that rock open. It's like, is it just that they're so strong they don't know what to do with it? Mm. Like, that's I don't know. The idea, of, the idea of Luke being buried under all of that, it does look bizarre. Like, that's not what I was picturing because when you saw him in the, the Force back and he's with R2, it looks like he's just arriving back after this has happened. Yeah. If he was there all along, well, how come he survived and everyone else died? Because mm. he's Luke Skywalker. <laughs> I wonder if they're going to fully explain this stuff, or is if it's still going to be very vague. I'm sure there will be like 20 million tie-in books to make sure that there's not a single stone left unturned. Getting tired of this, Star Wars. Give me some answers. <laughs> <laughs> I need everything answered. Everything! <laughs> 
Oh my god, it's so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm very happy, and it's made me even more excited for the movie, which I did not think was possible. Yeah, like okay. where, where are we gonna be in December? We're gonna just be. I think we're gonna need to be like medicated or something. I was shaking while watching this, and I'm like, it's a bloody trailer. What are we gonna be like going to watch the actual movie? Yeah, it's like I. Put... I actually, I want to ask your opinion on this right now. I asked my Tumblr users this question, and I got lots of very interesting responses. But it was kind of divided down the middle, and because mm. I'm going to be buying tickets in like 15 minutes, I need to get your opinion. Um, okay. So there's two options available to me. It's in the UK, it's a different system from the US. We don't get films like on at 7 p.m. on the day prior to release. We get them at midnight, so it's a true mm. midnight release, not like a fake out one. Um, I'd much prefer a fake out one, but yeah, you have to take what you're given. Um, and yeah, so basically the choice is watch the movie at midnight, so see it at the earliest possible time, and then just be completely sleep deprived and comatose for the rest of the following day, or catch like the really early screening the next day, so like at 9am, and mm. then be fully cognizant and conscious for the rest of that day. What would you do? Well, what I am doing is we're going to see it at eleven thirty mm-hmm. at night because. Okay. So even though it happens here, um, like the first showings are at like six p.m., we didn't get tickets until almost midnight. Right. So I think we're all going to be running on adrenaline and super excited to see it. So it'll be fine. But I agree with you. Like the next day, you're going to be exhausted. Yeah. Um, but I would still want to see it as soon as possible. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I think it has to be midnight. <laughs> are you going to... You're not going to be at work the next day, are you? Have you booked no, 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 no. Yeah, no. you'll be fine. You'll be so excited. You probably wouldn't be able to sleep anyway. Yeah, I know you're right. Like, I had so much trouble sleeping tonight. It was ridiculous. <laughs> so, yeah. No, that's a really good point. Okay, I think I'll just go for the midnight. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to regret it. Yeah, exactly. Like... Yeah, I could not. I could never regret this. <laughs> it's so amazing. Um, right, I think I need to go because I need to get this baby uploaded ASAP, and okay. also just do normal life stuff and buy tickets. Perhaps most importantly. <laughs> um, so yeah, thank you so much um, for doing this with me, Kirsty. I'm really, really happy to be able to just get our initial rambly thoughts down and. I am so excited to talk about this more and more and more and more. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I'm glad you were able to wake up at a time that was like time enough for you to buy tickets and talk and then go off and have your day. I'm about to go to sleep. So cool. Time time zone differences are weird. (laughs) Right. Okay. Um, My name is Rachel. You can find me at Star Wars Nonsense on Tumblr and at Journal of the Star Wars on WordPress. Where can people find you, Kirsty? I'm Bastila Bay on Tumblr and Scavengers Horde on Twitter. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>